0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's time to look at energy stocks again, because other than retail, it remains the most hated industry on Wall Street, as many of you know. I had to look to see when the last time I talked about energy stocks actually was, and not surprisingly, it was December 2018. That's when the energy stocks got hammered along with everything else in that November slash December sell-off. But energy really took it on the chin there. And so you had some real buying opportunities then. The title of that episode, it was episode number 159 of the Zach's Market Edge podcast, so not The Value Investor. And it was called, Which Energy Stocks Are the Insiders Buying Like Crazy? The actual date was December 19th, 2018. And you might remember that last winter um, in November, the insiders did dive in as the shares were uh, falling and it was like huge cluster buys of insiders were buying back then. But before that podcast, I did a value investor podcast on the energy stocks in August 2017. And this was that title, Which Oil Stocks Are the Insiders Buying Like Crazy? (laughs) So clearly the insiders have been buying like crazy several times now over the years. It's kind of like goes in these cycles where the stocks will sell off big, it gets completely overdone on like panics various panics and they go in they buy the shares rally they they can't buy they have to hold for 6 months but if we're following what what is going on we can sell quicker than they can um and we saw that again in december when all those big cluster buys came in like some of those stocks rebounded 20 or 30% off those lows especially the small cap emp's and now they've sold off again as crude as weekend. And now and all these fears about the global economy is really has brought crude prices back down. So here we are um, in 2019, in the middle of 2019, WTI crude has fallen below the $55 mark, but it is hovering just above the 50 mark. So it's kind of been vacillating in between the 50 and 55. So if the global economy slows further though, so will the oil demand, and we could see it dip back under the 50. That's kind of the the key level right now, I guess you could say, that everybody's watching on WTI side of things. And then we could see more fleeing in the oil stocks again, even though they're pretty hated right now, but we could see it again if it goes back into the 40s, because that's kind of the key level. So, But for now, because it's hovering above the 50, I did want to see if are the insiders buying again? Um, Is it too early to follow them in? Is it time to finally buy in this industry? As I said, some of us have been buying on and off for the last couple of years since prices started declining in 2015. And it's really hated now. It's been hated in the past. I know I've mentioned it. Um, but really now it's it's pretty much nobody's paying any attention to any of the um oil stocks, especially the EMPs out there and even myself, and I'm a big EMP fan. I've been um investing in them um, off and on over the last couple of years and trying to see if I can get in when they're pretty cheap here. But even now, even with them pulling back, I'm kind of like meh maybe wait and see if they get even cheaper than this. So that's kind of a sign you have like capitulation basically, even of those value investors like myself who are fans of the energy stocks in general. Um, Even I'm kind of like, because they've just been so brutal on the sell-offs and then the rebounds have been getting shallower and shallower, but that could be a sign. Maybe we are hopefully maybe going to run into the bottom here sometime soon, but um, I don't know. So that's why I wanted to do this episode to see if any of the insiders who do know what's going on at their own companies, they will buy when it's oversold. And as I said, they've been buying numerous times over the last couple of years because it's been oversold many times, but here we are again with some of the EMPs trading down big again And as some of you know, I do run the Insider Trader newsletter portfolio here at Zacks. So I do see when these stocks come through my various screens and it's easier for me than some of you, I think, to pick through the masses of the stocks uh, and see what's going on inside the companies and where they're focusing on because I do see trends in some of my screens. Um, So this time though... I I couldn't screen for everything in the ENPs, and I'm just sticking with the EMPs like I always have on this episode. So I'm not going to look at the energy services companies. Those would be like Schlumberger or Halliburton, some of those names. I'm only sticking with the ones that will move on the price of oil that are being sold off on the worries of the global economy and what that will do to the price of oil and natural gas. So it's both sides, oil and natural gas. Um, So I couldn't, I can't even screen solely for that, but um, I get kind of close. And I also will use the old fashioned way of just simply going on the sec.gov website and looking at individual tickers to see what's going on. So I'm gonna do the work for you so that you don't have to, and you can thank me later for looking at all these oil and energy companies um, in my spare time so that we get an idea of what is going on. And like I said, I'm focusing on the EMPs here. Although I did take a look briefly just to see kind of what was going on with big oil, that would be Chevron and Exxon in particular, because um, I'm always curious to see if anyone is buying insiders over there as well. Uh, but I, I guess let's start with, with what I found when I did look at big oil. Because throughout all of the downturn, nobody's been buying at either Exxon or Chevron. So did I think anyone was buying this time? No. Um, but I had a check. So that is what I found when I looked. Nobody was buying at Exxon. That's ticker XOM. Um, maybe that is because their shares—the shares—are actually up year to date. Um, what are they up like eleven percent? I think year to date. It's still underperforming the S and P five hundred by a couple points there, but they're not. You know, they haven't seen the huge declines like the EMPS have seen. Same with Chevron ticker CVX. Those shares are up about thirteen percent. And no one has been buying there in 2019 either. So both of these, I just looked for 2019 buys, nobody is. And a lot of them get, you know, um, shares and all of that. So if if their stock isn't down, I guess they're not seeing any deals there. With, with those ones. So nobody buying in at either of those. So now let's switch over to the EMPs, which I find to be much more interesting. So in the past for this show, I've basically gone through a whole bunch of the EMPs and said, whether or not, oh, are they buying or are they not? I have decided not to do that for this episode because I do want to just focus on the ones that are buying because those are the most interesting ones to us. And there are some that have been buying over the last, like, let's just say month in May and June of 2019, because again, those shares have fallen down and are deals. That's why they're buying in. And the first company, let's talk about, um, let's start with the big guys first. So Occidental Petroleum, one of the largest of the EMPs, nearly 40 billion market cap. Those shares are real weak here. And they had a whole bunch of insiders go in to buy those, including the CFO, the CEO, a couple of directors, a couple of senior VPs and the general counsel all buying in there. Now they're a little bit of a particular category because they are in the midst of buying Anadarko. They had to get into kind of a bidding war with Chevron in order to to get that merger, that get that acquisition to win, as we say, um, to win that one. And so some people think that they're overpaying for Anadarko. So the shares have really gotten hit. Um, I want to say they're down like 17% year to date so far. And so some of those insiders, all those ones I just listed, are feeling like, hey, you know, this is cheap now. It's trading at 13 times earnings, so that's pretty low for some of the big energy, especially with crude at the price level that it's at. They pay a dividend, 6.3% yield. That's the highest in the EMP sector. And they never cut it, at least not through the 2015-2016 downturn and not since and they've said as long as crude is up over $40 they can pay that dividend so take that for what what you want to take it as but for right now that they are paying that dividend yield so Occidental, OXY, is one of the first ones where you're seeing like big insiders buying and they started buying in June. So June 10th through June 13th is when a whole bunch of them started diving in on that one. But shares bit down big and near 52-week lows on the shares. Uh, Switching over to another big player is Apache, ticker apa Shares are actually up 9.1% year to date, but they recently came close to testing those one-year lows and over the last year still down 33%. So this is one that sold off the end of last year, got a little bit of recovery here, but not much and are still basically you know, in pain, still down big. Now, they have a $10.7 billion market cap, so pretty big, not as big as Occidental, but this is one of the bigger guys, and they are one of the bigger players in the Permian. So who's buying over here? We had um, Executive Vice President of Energy Technology buying at the end of May, and a director also bought at, at the end of May. And, um, you know, things aren't so bad for them. They actually had in the first quarter production in the Permian was a new record, up 36% year over year. So they really are getting that production going. But the net gas side, as those natural gas prices aren't so great, has fallen a bit for them. And um, they're also still in Egypt and some other international areas that you don't find as much with the EMPs. So that's a factor with them. I own Apache in my own personal portfolio. And for many of you know, I have owned them for, gosh, I don't know, now, maybe 19 years. I want to say a bottom in 2000, maybe 2001 it was, but I am a long-term shareholder. They do pay a dividend that is now yielding 3% because these shares have been so hammered down. So a few insiders uh, poking around at Apache and they have been over the last couple of years as those shares have trended downwards into the low 20s. That's when the insiders there have bought. Okay, now we're going to switch over to um, slightly smaller, smaller, and different types of EMPs. So these are kind of interesting ones, I feel. So let's start with Matador because we talked about them in the past. They um, also shares down big. Ticker is MTDR. And one year, these shares are down 32%. They're not back to those December 2018 lows, though, as they did bounce off of those lows, so year to date, they're up 15%, which is about in line with the S&P 500. So if for some reason you were super good at market timing and you got these ones right at that December low, like you bought on Christmas Eve, then you'd be up about 15% or, or a little bit better maybe even uh, on these shares. Um, Two insiders bought in June, even with this rebound in the shares, the executive vice president of Reservoir Engineering, he bought into an IRA and the president and COO, he bought also into his IRA. Um, Both of these were in early June. And the interesting thing with them is that um, in the first quarter for Matador, total oil, nat gas, and oil equivalent production were all at record highs for their first quarter. And so they too are seeing quite a bit of drilling. And these guys focus on Wolf Camp and Bone Spring plays. That's in the Delaware Basin of the Southeast New Mexico and and West Texas, but they also have small smaller holdings in Eagle Ford in South Texas and a couple others that they're trying to actually sell. So they're in the process of selling non-core assets so they can focus on these other areas where things are going a little bit better. They think that that the non-core asset sales will bring in about fifty to fifty-five million in cash. Uh, So that the market has liked that, which is maybe why we've seen, you know, the rebound in the shares. They've also hedged their oil production. They took advantage of this slightly higher oil prices we had about a month and a half to two months ago above $60. And so now 70% of the remainder of 2019 is now hedged. And that was as of May 1st when they announced that, that they were 70% hedged. So you got to like that if you're Investing in some of these energy companies that they're hedging at those higher prices so they're not as vulnerable to, you know, a slide into the 40s as you might think, even though the market reaction is like, oh, we're selling them, we're getting out of these. Um, so, no, no. This is interesting here with Matador. Again, the ticker is MTDR. So let's switch over to um, another one that's also doing some interesting things. And that is, um, let's try SM Energy, ticker SM. There's three insiders buying in this one. And one was the executive vice president of operations. He bought at the end of May the general counsel also bought at the end of May and then the CEO ended up buying at the early, earlier part of May. So all three of these buys were in May and all of them were higher than where the share prices are now because the shares have sunk now closer to new 52-week lows. So year to date, the shares are down 24.5%. Over the last year, get this, they're down 52%. So you can see now why some of the insiders are buying. And, and again, they bought it a little bit higher. The CEO bought on average price of $14.63. They're now trading at around 11 dollars so under $12. And the CEO bought at $14.63. So you're getting a little bit better of a bargain here than you did for the CEO even. Um, this is a Denver-based company. They raised second quarter and full-year production guidance on June 18th. This was better than expected, and they're seeing a better well performance. They're in the Midland Basin and the Permian, and they expect to be free cash flow positive in the second half of the year. And again, that's what you want to see from these energy companies, free cash flow positive. That's that's a big plus, actually, and that the production is going well. So this stock got a little pop on the news of uh, you know, the better than expected well performance, because how could it not? But the shares, like I said, are still really beaten down. So if you're looking for one of the smaller plays, they have a 1.3 billion market cap. Then um, this is one to keep on your radar. They do pay a dividend as well to with a yield of 0.9%. And that's pretty impressive for any of these smaller energy companies. If they're paying the dividend then, you know, they have some decent cash flows and they're shareholder friendly. And those are that's something to keep in mind when you're trying to, you know, figure out which of the energy companies could survive if, if crude were to plunge further here, which have the best balance sheets. Look for the ones that at least are able to pay out back to the shareholders. And SM Energy is one of those. Okay. And then we're going to switch over to another one that also is has an interesting play right here. And that's CNX Resources. Ticker is CNX. And these shares are down 56.3% um, over the last year. So another one that's just been totally demolished. Year to date, down 35%. Two of the insiders started buying here at the end of May and through middle of June. So one director bought through an LLC that he has, um, he bought a ton of shares actually during that time period. And another director ended up jumping in as well. That was later in June, buying another 10,000 shares there. Um, They're trying to buy at that near that 52 week low there. But this, CNX is a natural gas E&P. So a little bit different. They're in the major shale area of the Appalachian Basin. They have a 2020 hedge book and they are buying back shares with their cash actually. So again, like any of these companies that actually have some free cash flow and cash on hand. What are they doing with it? And how is that going to impact you as a shareholder? So they expect to reduce their share count by 15%. That's pretty impressive. They have a market cap of $1.4 billion. They don't pay the dividend because they're doing the share buybacks, but they announced that they're expecting free cash flow in 2020 of $500 million. Again, market cap of $1.4 billion with a free cash flow of 500 million. So they're also doing some interesting stuff with their cash, cash uh, shareholder friendly with them too. And and you have the insider buying. So that's why I say, when you're looking at these energy companies, look and see what their their total plan is What happens with the free cash, if they have any, and how are they planning on this volatility in both nat gas and oil prices? Do they have hedges in place? Are they protecting themselves? Because if they are, then they may be protecting you too. So I do find the insider buys this time to be some of the more interesting ones that I've seen through this whole cycle. These shares have really been beaten up badly, even though, like I said, they have the hedges, they're buying back shares, they're paying dividends, they're doing everything that is correct for a company to be doing. But Wall Street is just ignoring all of it. They're just punishing those shares. So to me, as a value investor, I feel like some of these... Um, Companies could be interesting opportunities here that's different from what we've seen over the last couple of years because the fear early on in 2015 and 2016 was simply who will survive the lower prices, who has too much debt, who doesn't have the right production, who has bad management, who got a little bit um, arrogant during the good times And certainly some did not survive the initial downturn. But now here we are all these years later, they've been dealing with lower oil prices. So now the question is, who has the best management? What are they doing to um, be shareholder friendly? And what are they doing with the prices at the levels that they are? And we've seen with some of these, like I said, they are paying those dividends or doing other things that you wouldn't necessarily expect the energy companies to be doing. So again, it's interesting the insiders are buying at most of these that have these kind of interesting stories. I would say the only one who maybe doesn't right now is Apache, a little bit different story than some of the others, but it's still paying a dividend as well with that 3% yield. That's not too shabby either. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these oil companies, even when you're looking at the insider buys. I did go and look and see what they were saying from this last earnings call, kind of to see, um, you know, if they're making any of these announcements, what their plans are, because they'll all put out production plans. And now some of them, like SM Energy, just, you know, announcing and raising their second quarter and full year production guidance, those are, that's equivalent to like coming out and raising their earnings guidance for an energy company, an EMP. So better production usually means higher earnings or better things going on at the company and obviously helps with the free cash flow there too. So keep that in mind. Um, Yeah, so energy is kind of interesting right here. After preparing for this show, I kind of wanted to buy in there again. So... Um, yeah, it's uh, interesting to keep track of what the insiders are doing, and if this continues to be, um, you know, out of favor with Wall Street, which it clearly is, as we all know. Because I know many of you are still, even after listening to this episode, are like, no, no, Tracy, I hate those energy stocks, and many of us have gotten burned. Right? We we bought in on the other declines, on the other times the insiders are buying, and then maybe we got a bounce off because a lot of them have had the bounce. Yes. <laughs> But if we stayed in there as long-term invent- investors, like I am in Apache, I, yeah, I got a couple bounces over the last couple of years, but it's trended back down to those lows once again. So keep that in mind when you're looking at the energies. But some of that is uh, what happens with value stocks and in a hated sector. Finally, even the most diehard value investors like myself throw in the towel. And that's when maybe you know you could see a, a tidal change in an in industry. But we'll have to see. We'll see what develops over the rest of this year and into 2020 with these energy plays. So let's recap those tickers again. So I briefly mentioned Exxon, XOM, and Chevron, CVX, but nobody's buying in over there. And those shares are actually... Uh, positive for the year, and don't look like you know the super crazy deals like some of these other ones might be. Uh, the other stocks, the E.M.P.s, are Occidental O.X.Y., Apache is A.P.A. That's the one I own in my own portfolio. Matador M.T.D.R. SM Energy is just SM. And then we had CNX Resources. CNX is the ticker with that one. And like I said, you want to get the Value Investor Podcast every week so that you don't miss a single one of these episodes. And so you don't miss when we cover the energy stocks once again, because I know I will be. So be sure to subscribe. You can get all of our episodes on Spotify. And I know many of you are over there now. And also on uh, Apple Podcasts. Now, to get it us on SoundCloud, you have to be under Zach's Market Edge. Subscribe to the Market Edge. But I do cover energy and a lot of other things going on in the stock market on that show. So you get two for one, two two different podcasts under one subscription over there on SoundCloud. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zacks Investment Research as a whole.